favorite people in the world. Come on in here and make yourself comfortable. We have two completely opposite shows to bring to you on today's show. We are very excited about bringing them to you, so let's jump in, shall we? Leading off, we head to the Circle in the Square Theater where we saw American Buffalo. So, I want to just first say we're going to separate the playwright from the play. Because <laughs> I don't agree with what David Mamet has been saying lately. I don't agree with his views. But I want to talk about just the play. Okay. I need to put that out there. Um, the play, really well performed. The set was amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, Okay, so I, 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 I scored a front row ticket to thanks to one of my reward programs, uh, which I didn't think. I was like, oh, cool, I got a ticket through my reward program. Like, wee! And then, like, when I got it scanned and I'm just getting shown to my seat, um, I'm, you know, they're showing me down to the front row. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the front row. So I got an up-close personal view of the set, and I was like, I know the set designer had a field day just going to thrift stores and stuff and just buying all sorts of stuff just random stuff from that time period you know it was crazy all the what old exactly ga- was the like time old period? games and stuff um i'd say like late 70s okay maybe early 80s um there was fantastic dialogue and speech pattern and the the dialogue and speech pattern was fantastically mastered by the actors because it was like a real game of like tennis or volleyball at points and that was really important and I hate to say it, you know, we've talked about on a previous episode of Stage Whisper with race, mammoth speak. Mm-hmm. It was very present here. Um, and I hate to give credit that it's a clever thing, but it is. Um, the lighting was amazing, especially that it had to navigate the set because not only was like the set on the ground level, just because it, it's like a, a, it is like a thrift store or like a, a I, don't, I, don't think it's a I don't think it's a pawn shop. I think it is Consignment? Like, yeah, kind of like. But, you know, it's a junk store, almost. But not only is there, like, tons of stuff down below, there is a ton of stuff up above. So the lighting is actually embedded with all that stuff up above. So I'm like, this set and light designer totally work closely to make sure that everything... Went together. Yeah. Um, Though the story never really went much of anywhere, we still got the hint of, like, an old film noir tale like of a great heist and you could feel that the air was like really heavy especially as as it unwound um it it had i this was in new york it was either new york or philadelphia it was new york i believe and um it just had that like almost old school gangster kind of thing you know and there was going to be a heist. They, they were going after this nickel, the special nickel. They felt ripped off because they sold this nickel, and it turns out it was very valuable, and they were going to go... They felt duped, so they were going to go back and steal it, right? And they... It, there was going to be a heist. So it felt very film noir, but... Oh, it was so good. Um, Darren Chris did a great job in the role of Bobby, playing the almost bumbling fool who ultimately unravels the plan, but not the way the two thought he was. And I'm going to leave it at that. I know that sounds very vague, but you need to see the show or read the play to understand how that happened. Because if I were to tell you, that's... Right. Um, 
the epic fight scene and the trashing of the store was incredible. Um, and I want to address both separately real quick. So the trashing of the store, remember I told you there was just stuff everywhere. And this was not like a built attached set. Everything, it, it was like a store you could pick up and pull up. There were I, I, I could have, Yeah, I could have reached out and grabbed these old games and brought them on my lap. They were not attached. So at one point, um, Sam Rockwell's character just trashes a lot of the stuff in the store. And all I can think is, oh, the poor person that has to reset that at the end of the show. Because it's a lot of stuff. And then with this epic fight scene, one thing that I just, I was amazed at is, Darren Chris gets up and he has all this blood in his ear and it's coming out of his ear. And it was like, how? Because, you know, you can put, you can take blood in your hand, right? Mm -hmm. And you can wipe it on your thing. No, this was like actively flowing out of his ear. I'm sitting there and I'm watching it drip out of his ear. And I was like, how? <laughs> the power of hair and makeup. It was so cool. And I was like, this is incredible. So it was amazing. Again, the devil's in the detail. The show never reached a boiling point, but instead was a slow burn. Okay. Which, hey, that's okay. But I love the performance, even though, like I've mentioned before, I do not like the playwright, particularly his views. Um, and you do see that women-hating thing in here, in the dialogue. But it's still a really good play. Tickets for the show, playing at the Circle in the Square Theater, are on sale through July 10th, 2022. Today, we head to Theater Row, where we attended the Golden Girls Puppet Show. Thank you for being a friend. Ooh. Travel down the road and back again. Okay, anybody who knows me <laughs> knows, like, I am a Golden Girls phenom. Like, oh. So, we rolled up, like, I would say... Five, ten minutes before the show? Five minutes. Yeah. About, yeah. And um, before the show, they were doing trivia. And if we'd been there a few minutes earlier, I could have volunteered to be part of the trivia. But they had already picked their three contestants. But Hope can vouch for me on this. All the questions they asked right away before even the other contestants answered, I leaned over and I said, that's the answer. And I was right. <laughs> yes. I knew it all. I was like, I got this. So... This show is cute, it was fun, but it's definitely for the die-hard Golden Girls fan. This is not like your, I'm going to go to the show and see something new, original, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. This is This is just if like... If you don't have at least one scene from Golden Girls memorized, you might be a little lost. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's a sweet, too. This is an indulgence for, for fans. This is not... I don't know. It's this, not high art. This, this is, isn't your first introduction to the Golden Girls. No, well, and in theater perspectives, this is just... 
it's just fun. It's just, it's not meant to, it's not deep theater. It's just good fun. It's high tea. Yeah. I loved all the Easter eggs in the show, um, the famous one-liners and plot lines. I mean, they were everywhere, um, which I was just giggling at. I could have just uh, when there was like clever recreated scenes, I could I was rattling them off under my mask because like I know exactly where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, most all the actors sounded like the characters themselves, especially Rose and Dorothy. Oh my gosh, the guy playing Dorothy. It was so good. If you closed your eyes, it sounded like B. Arthur was talking to you. Oh, so good. I loved the music and the layout. Um, I loved the puppets. They were very good, very intentional. Yeah. And the the puppeteer's costumes also reflected the the puppet they were playing. Yes. And I love that, like, they, they ran the show like... An episode of the Golden Girls, so there were musical interval, like the, they used the musical intervals from the TV show, like do 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 do, you know. And they had commercials as well between like the different scenes, which was great. It was just super fun, super kitschy. As a perfect Golden Girl fan, like I was looking for it. Guilty as sin, bought a T-shirt. I'm, you know, I don't care. I am, I am proud Golden Girl fan. My goal is to be uh, Dorothy Zbornak and then to transition into Sophia Petrillo. Like, let's be real. That is that is my <laughs> ultimate goal in life. If I'm not Dorothy Zbornak in the next few you years... You know, I think it's safe to say that, um, you know, if you're not going to go off of the Hogwarts house system to figure out the you personality... You have to go after the Golden Girls. Yes, you're either a Blanche, Sophia... Dorothy... Or Rose. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Sadly, this show closed on May 29th, 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hopeford. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Jesse Spillane and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.